this is Ramdas here and now. I'm Raghu Marcus, and uh, we're ready to present another edition. This will be uh, a contemporary, meaning we just did this within the last uh, week or two uh, with Ramdas. Uh, we had a chat about seva, service, and of course he's been involved in this area of uh, yoga, the yoga of seva, for many, many, many years, decades, really. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, I also want to mention that uh, we're getting into the season of giving gifts to people for the holidays. Just the giving season is upon us, so I wanted to let everyone know we just have some fantastic articles of clothing, books, downloads, malas, Be Here Now Clock, uh, just a, a wonderful array of spiritual materialist items <laughs> that we can all take advantage of and giving somebody now come on we're going to give somebody a meaningful gift uh, and to do so go to ramdas.org and go to the store it would be ramdas.org slash shop could be try it uh, and uh, yeah just uh, there's going to be a it's it's getting revamped as we talk with uh, beautiful graphics and so on uh, but you can go on over there if you want to get started. I mean, this is November, so things seem to pass very quickly as we get into the holiday season. So that's one thing I wanted to mention. I also wanted to mention a very, very uh, uh, self, uh, this is some real self-cherishing, you know, Everybody out there, well, if you listen to Mind Rolling, you know I talk a lot about that. been talking a lot about uh, the movie of me that Krishnadas talks about and investigating how we can get unglued from this self-referential day-to-day that we uh, put upon ourselves. And uh, so in that way, uh, I think you might like some of the, uh, if, if some of you haven't checked out Mind Rolling, which is another podcast on the Be Here Now Network. I suggest that there are some incredible people that I have talked to, not the least of which recently, within the last couple of months, was a man named, teacher named Adi Ashanti. I would have you uh, definitely listen to that podcast. And uh, last, a year ago, I go all the way back a year ago, because I talked to Robert Svoboda, who is the author of several books uh, under the title of Agora, A-G-H-O-R-A, different books on his on that path, and his guru, Vimalananda, who has tremendous information, especially around the law of karma. So, mind-rolling, check me out with that particular podcast. And... Um, those are my two announcements for this week, everyone. So Ramdas, uh, most of everyone who knows of Ramdas pretty much knows two things that he was involved with with service. One is Seva, the organization that he helped founded, that is dedicated to curing blindness in this world, and the other is all the work that he's done with death and dying, uh, and he. Uh, has made a life's work out of working with people who are in transition. And, you know, I think that we're having a retreat this, uh, as we always do, Open Your Heart in Paradise, which is taking place at the end at the end of the month, starting at the end of November into early December. Um, go to ramdas.org to check out, or, or certainly join the mailing list, because we're going to make an announcement for free streaming. So if you 
couldn't make it and it did get sold it sold out very quickly uh then you'll be able to get the live stream over that weekend um which is the first weekend in december so uh i you know we just we we talk a lot about uh, uh in in this particular uh, retreat by the way the the theme is going to be um generosity and i find a lot of meaning in that word these days uh and again it goes back to my interest in really dealing with the day-to-day um severe attachment to our protecting ourselves to um moving in and out of all situations with tremendous self-interest that we have and it's just a common human thing it's not something we should run from or be afraid of or condemn ourselves but it is a reality and and there are ways to break through that complete self-involved state and one of them is generosity and i think at this retreat we're going to talk a lot about um service I mean, just the, we're going to talk about compassion, obviously, and uh, the way in which really, truly deep down in all of us, there is a place that we can uh, connect with that is about wanting good for others. Simple, simple, simple. Just wanting good for others. And where we stop putting ourselves first and we start really thinking of others. And once we do that, that the natural result of that is that we stop thinking about ourselves so much. So I, I do think that the, the role of service, seva in, in Hindi, is extremely important, not just in its, of its own nature of doing something to help improve the lives of others in our world, but it goes a long way to getting ourselves uh, to break through these this the golden chain of self-interest. Golden chain? I don't know. But it's a chain, all right. So uh, this uh, this catches Ramdas talking about this um, this little talk that we did that includes actually my son Noah Marcus which is a delight to have him along because he's been putting together uh, Ram Dass's key talks and words about service. And so he wanted to get where Ram Dass was at from his current perspective. And uh, so really some great things came out of it. And I'm happy to share them with you, share this talk with you. So uh, here it is. It's Ramdas around service, and uh, there are many different attributes to it, including the way we get stuck in thinking we are doing something for someone else. As usual, of course, Ramdas being completely honest in every which way about whatever, whatever it is he's talking about. He doesn't talk. without including himself in the ways in which we all can get uh, lost. At least previously to these days, Ram Dass is, um, as you know, if you've listened to him and you've heard him in more contemporary times, uh, he is really living love everyone these days. So here it is. It's Ram Dass here. And now. Hi, Ramdas. Hi, Noah. This is Raghu, and we're going to just hang out and talk about a little bit about service, seva, social action, outer and inner. And um, one thing, we had this uh, wonderful article which was put together who knows if you saw it or not, Ramdas? So much stuff going on, it's hard to keep you abreast. But uh, 
This was called uh, Ramdas on the importance of inner social action, and I guess that's a favorite subject of mine personally, because you know we go to these events like Social Venture Network, which uh, everybody out there, by the way, uh, Ramdas was one of the uh, first people involved, and 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 you you really did Ramdas advise them about the efficacy of working on oneself while trying to do, quote-unquote, good in the world, um, that's become even more self-evident now with everything that's going on. Ram Dass, what, yeah, what about the importance of, and how do you create that balance of working on yourself while you, at the same time you are doing uh action taking actions in the world that you would hope would benefit humanity how do you how do you even approach that in terms of balance Well, the the key is karma yoga. Hmm. Karma yoga, you take what is in front of you as, as a step towards God. If you have somebody somebody you love, you take that as as a step on, of sadhana. If it's somebody you hate, the hatred is in your mind, you love the, the hatred. You, you work on it, work on it. You work on on your mind to have all thoughts are are positive towards God. And Social action is motivated by by various motives in you. I went there, that's the stop. I da da da. But those are attachments. And you you take you take you take social action.
not not exactly to doing something to somebody <clears throat> but it's you and the person you are fighting are one, are one. And you see the person whom you you're fighting as a soul. manifesting their their karma and and you should you should relate to them as a soul and not to their karma. That's pretty difficult to do when there's all this so much polarization, anger, hatred, fear manifested by this karma. How do you even begin to approach embracing that with love? Well, I have a picture of President, President Trump on my altar. Yeah. And I and my attention comes is placed on that picture. And I say to him I haven't known I haven't known you as a so your karma is affecting my karma and and but now i'm i'm talking to <clears throat> to the soul. You have a heavy burden of karma. I feel for you. And if I meet you as soul to soul, I feel compassion for you and we will soul to soul examine your examine where your karma came from and 
you can, we can, we can rid you of that karma. Can we fly you to Washington tomorrow for that tete-a-tete, perhaps? <laughs> There'd be a lot of people who would love for you to help evaporate that karma, that's for sure. Um, can, can I ask a, a question here? Mm -hmm. how, uh, how do we bring loving-kindness into a protest? situation. I feel like there's a lot of protests on our horizon here. And I want to know, how do we do that with the right spirit and not with anger? The anger comes from the ego. comes from power, comes from fear, remember the story of um, Allen Ginsberg, uh, called me to join him in a protest and the protest was and Alan had and his group of meditators with me in it, who were, who were meditating, that we were meditating um, uh, meditating on peace within us peace within us. And all around us were and all of that was out there. And in, in here, with peace. And the group of meditators were radiating radiating peace. In a palpable way. You know, in this article, Ramdas, I'm you said, and, and this is a bit of what I was referring to earlier on around inner social action and outer social action, you said there is a doing and there is a being, which is what you're just talking about. In being, we have to quiet down inside of ourselves. We have to anchor ourselves in spiritual wisdom, keep our love strong, and remain compassionate even towards those 
who we do not agree with. While remaining centered in our own being, we need to do whatever actions we can to alleviate the potential negative effects of this new era. This new era, by the way, could be uh, 60s or <laughs> right now. Right? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know when you said that, but it's it is relevant, which is wild. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um well, I'm, I wanted to ask you guys, both of you, do, does this feel different nowadays than the sixties felt? I mean, just in terms of what's going on socially and politically and all that? Well, they're definite parallels. Absolutely. Uh is that, you know, one of the other things, Ram Dass, that you said, actually, that, which is good to remember, is, uh, it, what did you say here? It's, um, it's difficult sometimes, but we need to remember to consider the long view in the scheme of things. There has always been light to balance out the darkness. I mean, uh, that's... Yeah you know, an integral statement because we get lost in, you know, in thinking like this is the worst thing that ever has happened in the dawn of human history. And as bad as it is, we thought that, um, you know, the, the, the stuff back then, uh, particularly with uh, in, when we're talking about presidents, Nixon was very, very difficult and caused a lot of polarization, resentment, fear, hatred, everything we're talking about dealing with now. So, uh, yeah, from my point of view, there's, you know, a huge uh, parallel between late 60s, early 70s, and where we are now. I don't know. What do you think? Does it feel worse now? <laughs> it felt bad then, right, Ramdas? Didn't it? Yep. Yep. But it certainly looks to us worse now yeah yeah that's why it's good to you know that long view idea is <laughs> is is righteous yeah. is definitely helps to not get uh, as so stuck in in the darkness uh, of, yeah uh, can can we talk about that darkness for a sec because that's all i don't know that's all i see right now i can't see the light at the end of the tunnel how, how do I see some light here? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's at the end of the tunnel. It's Anywhere. it's uh, it's Ramdas. Would you not say it's back to what exactly what's been talked about here, which is finding that inner place that has that light, right, and be able to uh, engage. Uh, you talked about karma yoga. Whatever we engaged, we engage with on a day to day basis. So we have to find that uh, uh, that light within to be find able to... that find it within us. Find it within us. You don't find it within politics, but you find it in in in, in us, and by your being of those things. The soul is composed of love, compassion, wisdom, peace, and joy. Those are all in us. We have we have we have our attention all on the the outside things like the like the negative and we haven't and haven't we haven't looked inside and when uh, when we look inside and be our our soul, B 
be ourselves. We, we radiate love. We radiate compassion. We radiate the things that the world needs at this point. <clears throat> mm. And all we have to do is be our being. And convince others to look inside. Mm. And then we have a group that will counteract the, the, the darkness. I love that. Be our being. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to take over from be here now, I think. We're gonna, <laughs> let's do a book, Ramdas. Be our being. Another project for Love Server Member Foundation. Uh, Noah, what else you got on your... Docket. What else? I, I don't know. That that was pretty good for me. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I feel better already. Uh, I, I joke. I joke a lot about the book. How can I help? <laughs> With Paul Gorman, and <clears throat> how can I help? Sort of. Me, me as a helper. And now that I have a stroke, I, I, I title the book, How Can You Help Me? <laughs> and, and now, I'm learning dependency, which is a, a tough thing in our culture. In the old days, I went out to go to bedsides and speeches and, and social action. And now I don't leave Maui and people come to me as retreatants and Skype. We work on the on the Skype, and I transmit my soul to them. I transmit peace. I transmit love. Until the mirror effect, mirror effect, they have looked at and identified with their soul. Yeah. Mm. But in this whole course of uh, 
of this radical change through the stroke, of course, of taking care of people and then having uh, to be cared for. I know, of course, you know, we've talked a lot about this just over the dinner table kind of a thing. And the radical uh, confrontation with surrender is not that uh, a primary ingredient in terms of allowing yourself to be taken care of and to, okay, let's do this. Okay, we're going to go over here to let go into that kind of, that's a, a, an extraordinary, uh, extraordinarily difficult thing. Ego doesn't want to know about that and that, uh, you know, that, uh, that reality. So has that um, helped? You're talking about, uh, you had that wonderful book, of course, Polishing the Mirror. Has that uh, gone a long way to polishing the mirror in terms of getting, eradicating uh, the, the um, vestiges of control? Well, I, I said the, the dependency is a major learning to be for us because our egos Want, want control. When I, when I went over to India, and met Maharaji. I felt immediately his control of me. And before meeting him, I was the captain of my ship and after meeting him, he became the, the, the captain on my ship. And I surrendered to him. <clears throat> At first, at first, I didn't believe it. I was drained of my power. And then I I realized He knew everything, and I didn't know everything. And 
it was appropriate that he's going to be the captain of my ship. I like that. Appropriate. It's an appropriate karmic encounter. Can I just make one little sort of asterisk on one word you said, which we should find another word. As soon as you met Maharaji, you realized that he was in control. He was controlling. And it's funny because I just said earlier today, to I can't remember who, when I first met Maharaji and, and, and started hanging out with him, I realized he just wasn't doing anything. There was no doing. And, yeah. uh, and I think with you, what you just said, it was appropriate that he should become the captain of my ship. Uh, I think in the same breath, you at that time knew that God, Guru, and self are one. You you had that deep experiential thing. So this yeah. wasn't an outer yes. being controlling, doing anything. So that, uh, just a little no. asterisk there. Yep. Guiding. Guiding. He was, uh, he, he, is, he is the light, right? He's the light within us that's guiding us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I had one thought. I mean, we're getting close to our allotted time. I had a thought, uh, and this is going back to it, because everything you're, we're talking about and everything you're saying, uh, it's so nothing can happen without inner social action at the same time as people are taking action in the world to better it in one way or another, one person at a time or a march or calling your congresswoman or man, whatever. Inner social action necessary. So then I started thinking about the bodhisattva vow. I will n not have personal, uh, take personal uh, enlightenment uh, I will not go beyond the beyond until every being uh, is uh, released from suffering, right? Something like that. Yeah. So how about, so in terms of people saying to people and advising that um, doing social action and then taking action from the point of view, from the soul point of view that you elaborated on earlier, it's actually a nice, it can be a selfish motivation to have empathy, to have compassion, to, to, to take acts to relieve suffering. Because is it not true that when you do that, as you move into that interaction with another human being, or that action with a group of human beings, you stop thinking about your little self, right? Because you're thinking yeah. of somebody else. So in that uh, very basic uh, premise that th thinking of someone else immediately gets you out of the thinking of the mini-me, Remember we talked about that in the in the last retreat with uh, Bob Thurman. Uh, the the uh, you called it meat puppets. We we stop being identified as meat puppets, and we call it or mini me. And I'm saying as soon as we take an action with another human being with uh, loving kindness. What do you think? As a basic motivation to do, to get into a place where you're taking righteous outer social action and, and, and you're starting with inner social, social action 
which can be just a selfish thing. I'm going to get out of this mire of meat puppetness as soon as I start to take an act that might help somebody else. And we were stopping blindness in in many people. And I was on the stage giving my rap for blind people. giving me a rap about blind people. And then my mind shifted to to previous mind. What am I doing here, for God's sake? I'm, 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 I don't know these people. I don't have any, have any personal motivation in doing this job. But then I settled down into the, the social action. And it was appropriate dharma for me. Mm. And I continued to lecture and raise money. For the blind people. Not out of self aggrandizement. but rather for them, Mm. for them. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking with this making that movement for them. Stop thinking about oneself, either aggrandizement or whatever. And these days, What I experience that I am helping, helping Maharaji Hmm. convert egos to souls. And I'm not doing it for me. 
doing it just to help Maharaja. Well, that's a line that you talk about, aligning with Dharma, which is really aligning with souls. Yeah. Predilection. And in this case, you've been doing this for a long time. So uh, my last question isn't to you, Ramdas. It's to Noah. Do you think that you can marshal a, a lot of what's being said here relative to aligning your dharma with whatever uh, whatever it may be? Uh, yeah. I, I think it's the process I go through every day. <laughs> but trying to uh, make sure my <clears throat> my dharma is in the right place. <laughs> yes. I think your dharma is in the right place. Your heart's in the right place. <laughs> I, I will tell you that, guys this. I, uh, I I feel lighter right now than than I have in in a while. It's uh, been a lot of darkness weighing on me with a lot of the stuff that's going on in our lovely country um Mm. but i have a little light to go on now right and that's um ramdas that's great when you speak of the different aspects of the soul wisdom joy compassion love uh that's probably the 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 greatest thing that uh, when you speak of doing what maharaji his intention is to move people from ego to soul and to align dharma in in that soul context complex that complex um yeah that's very um reassuring i think got to be for next generation too thank you ramdas Thank you. Thank you both. Well, namaste. Namaste. This podcast is brought to you by the Love Serve Remember Foundation and Ramdas.org. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate all the support that you've given us. Please continue that support and donate at ramdas.org. We can then continue to share what Ramdas has been sharing for all of these years. Thank you. <laughs>